All right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer around God's Word. It's Monday, March 20th, 2023, and we'll resume our catechesis in Matthew's Passion Account, um, Matthew 27, verse 27 and following. All right. Of course, we have uh, new a memory verse, a catechism, psalm for the week, and hymn for the week, as well as our prayer request. So uh, it's all new on Mondays. Let's see here. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our new memory verse. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Luke 2, verse, or excuse me, 10, verse 2. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Luke 10, verse 2. So, um, as I said yesterday in the sermon, you know, those who work in vocation for the church, whether pastor, teacher, lay leader, uh, and other vocations, you know, it's not always an easy job. I don't think it's necessarily worse than another job, uh, but there is, well, there's the interaction of uh, the vocation, not only with material needs, um, so finances and that sort of thing, but also with with the that it's actually for faith, right? So it has that uh, noble or, or virtuous pursuit about it, right? Uh, and so as much as I might deter my own sons or um, others from serving in the ministry um, because of the difficulty as far as it uh, it goes uh, physically financially especially the uh, and, and same with teaching by the way and uh, musicians and other uh, vocations within the church on the other hand it is a noble vocation and it's worthy to be commended and uh, we should not only pray for our workers but pray that the lord um, you know call future generations of pastors teachers um, missionaries etc musicians into our church so that's why we pray for that pray for them every week, but we could also pray that God increase um, their number for the sake of the church and for the gospel. All right. Our psalm this week, you'll recognize from the intro it yesterday, not the antiphon, which was from Isaiah 50, um, but rather um, from the intro it psalm, the psalm portion. We say it together. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Their thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay. 
our table of duties, uh, catechism, I should say, is from the table of duties, what here is other pastors. Two more verses, in addition to the three we did last week. Right? So this is the counterpart to praying for workers in the harvest, is then when you receive them, uh, to support them. Right? We ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 13. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Hebrews 13, verse 17. All right. Our first reading, speaking of Isaiah 50, uh, again, the antiphon from yesterday for the intro, it is right here. Well, you'll hear the whole context now. And uh, as I said in Bible class, it's worth noting how well this dovetails um, as the restoration, you know, with the end of Ezekiel 16, but here from Isaiah 50. And we'll hear similar things from uh, Ezekiel in chapter 32, 36, and 37, I think, or 33, 36, 37. Thus says the Lord, Where is the certificate of your mother's divorce, whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? For the iniquities you have sold yourselves, and for your transgressions your mother has been put away. Why, when I came, was there no man? Why, when I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Indeed, my, with my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink because there is no water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. i turn one thing off here. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Clearly, four through six here is a Christological section. For the Lord God, my um, excuse me. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Look, all you who kindle fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and the sparks you have kindled. This you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. Indeed, they will grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. I think that's quoted elsewhere by Jesus too, right? But you here you'll hear this section explicitly uh, in Matthew 27. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Okay, Matthew 27 is our chapter for catechesis, specifically 27 to 44. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. 
Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put over his head the accusation written against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, if you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also. Mocking with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him in the same, or with the same thing. Okay, so let's do some catechesis. We walk through questions and answers, as you know. Uh, the soldiers, right? Where'd they uh, take Jesus? Says there in verse 27, to the praetorium, right? The praetorium. That's the uh, kind of the headquarters for the uh, for the, the governor, right? And what did the soldiers do to Jesus? Verse 28 and 29 and following, right? They stripped Jesus. They put a scarlet robe on him. Interesting twisted together a crown of thorns and placed it on his head, placed a reed in his right hand, and knelt down before him and mocked him. Right? By the way, scarlet uh, is typically, uh, historically was one of the colors that would be used for uh, beginning this coming Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion, all the way through uh, to Palm Sunday. Right? So we'd have scarlet, and then of course you'd have rose this week. So uh, uh, it'd be nice to have some more colors, but yeah, so be it. We've been in purple for a while, right? Good. Uh, scarlet is another color of royal royalty because it's red and um, purple put together. Uh, crown of thorns. Hmm. What does that suggest, do you think? Well, uh, of course, a king, but uh, bearing the curse of sin upon his head. Remember, um, thorns and thistles are, are part of the curse given in Genesis 3.18. Right? And then, of course, by the staff or the reed they give him is, is the royal scepter of a king, of course, mocking him. Um, but who else had carried a staff? Ah, that's right. That would be Moses. And of course, Aaron had a staff too. All right. How about, uh, what did the soldiers do with the staff? Oh yeah, they they struck him on the head with it. Ouch. Uh, of course, strike the rock and out comes blood and water. Okay, you'll see that with John and his passion. What did they do after mocking him? All right, they took the robes back off and put his own clothes back on him and then led him away to be crucified. All right. Who did they meet while uh, traveling out of the city? Here, uh, never quite understood this bit, but uh, I'm sure there's some good commentary on it. Simon of Cyrene, who they have bear the cross for Jesus. Of course, uh, probably pointing forward to the way that um, all Christians are are called to bear uh, the cross that Jesus puts upon them. Hmm. And where did they lead Jesus? To Golgotha, right? Golgotha, place of the skull. Right. This is, again, connected to Genesis 3. We already had the thorns with the crown, uh, but now the, the skull, and uh, that would be the crushing of the serpent's head, Genesis 3.15. Um, the cross ends up being like a dagger then that's planted into the skull, right? The, the hill of the, the Golgotha. 
and thus represents the curse of death brought by the serpent. So we have death, and then the crushing of the serpent's head all um, symbolized there. Uh, what do they give Jesus to drink? Verse 34, that's the, the vinegar, the sour wine mingled with gall. Right? Make it a little bit more palatable. And what did Jesus do, or what did they do with Jesus' clothes now before they crucified him? Well, they took him off, right? So then they divide the garments and cast lot for them. So apparently fabric is wealthy enough. It's the nearest. They don't live in the first world like we do, and you just throw clothes away into the into the uh, dump. All right, what's written above his head? Nice and bold there on the screen for you. All caps. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. You usually see this abbreviated. I'll just put it up here. I-N-R-I, like so, right? Um, which means Jesus, Nazarenus, Rex, Eodorum. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, uh, Nazarenus of Nazareth, Rex, King, uh, Eodorium of the Jews, of the Jews. Eudeorium, De Deorium. Yeah, it's hard to say. <clears throat> of course, King of the Jews, we talked about uh, last week, who had already come to Jesus and declared him King of the Jews by their gifts. That would have been the Magi back in chapter two. So you see the, the uh, parallelism from beginning to end. All right. Who was crucified with Jesus? course, two robbers. Here, um, that's it. That's as much as we get from them. But the people around them, what were they saying? Here's connected to Isaiah, as we heard. They're wagging their heads, right, and mocking him, saying, uh, save yourself since you said you could destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. If you're the son of God, come down from the cross, right? Who else said, if you are the son of God? Ooh, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. If you're the Son of God, cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. Yeah, that was with Satan and his temptation. Ooh, they're tempting him as the ambassadors of Satan. Ah, Mel Gibson got that right in the Passion movie. Look at that. <laughs> Who else is mocking Jesus? Of course, the chief priests also, scribes and elder, elders. Everybody's getting in on the game. Of course, they're saying he saved himself. Or no, he saved others. He cannot save himself. If he's the king, he'll come down from the cross and we'll believe in him. Of course, that's mocking. Of course, they're not going to. Um, they do confess the truth here. He trusted in God, which is true. Um, this is important for our salvation because um, Jesus acts um, in accordance with God's word and faith to save us uh, because our faith and our uh, is, is both weak and imperfect, right? He trusted in the Father and the Father's will uh, to save us, right? Rather than in himself. Of course, there's truth um, behind the words of the mockers too, right? Jesus really is the Son of God who would be rescued by his Father and whom he trusted. The king of Israel would be raised to life again, of course, on the third day to save us from death. So uh, little did they know. Just like his blood be on us and on our children, we heard last week. Little did they know. Or even the chief priest sacrificing Jesus as the high priest should sacrifice the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Huh. Of course, he didn't. He wouldn't have the Father rescue him because he trusted in his Father to save him from death. Here the robbers mock him. Um, we'll notice in Luke that uh, one of the robbers didn't. These were all prophesied. Um, the sufferings of Christ prophesied, especially in Isaiah, uh, the end of chapter 52 and the beginning of chapter 53, which we always hear on Good Friday. So we'll look at that. That's the suffering servant song, as it's sometimes called. Good. Back to the meditation. Jesus came to be the last Adam. So they removed his clothing that he might suffer what Adam and all his offspring should have suffered. The crown of thorns illustrates what all men have rightly deserved under the curse of sin. He who resisted the tempter must once more hear the tempter's mocking words. If you are the Son of God, yet our Lord did not turn away from the work of our salvation, but bore the punishment 
earned by the first Adam, that we might be brought back to the tree of life. He suffered upon the bitter tree of knowledge of good and evil, even though he did not eat of its fruit nor succumb to its crafty preacher. All this he did to save others, that is, uh, us, by trusting in the Father's promise to raise him victorious over death. He was faithful for us men of little faith that he might cover over all our unfaithfulness. Brilliant. All right, familiar hymn this week, probably one you know quite well. God loved the world so that he gave. Oh 
All right, we pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And although we deserve not only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Let's see, we pray in Thanksgiving with Scott, Malaya, who celebrated their birthday yesterday, with Alexandria, who celebrated her baptism yesterday, with Jan and Donna, who celebrate their anniversary this day, with Dick and Corey, Jim, Jim, John and Linda, Crystal and Jackie. Pray for um, our catechumens. We pray for those ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Brad, Betty, Doug and Joan, John, Hosea, Pat and Richard. Our homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. The missions and mercy work of the church, especially Camp Luisimo. We pray for those afflicted and all those suffering. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Uh, I don't think we didn't include Don in our prayers. Let's keep Don Pfeiffer in our prayers as well. I know I missed it from the bulletin either. All right, Don, home week with the, the COVID. Watching today, Lord be with you too. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, I'm trying to hack this camera to to do this function, and uh, apparently I, I thought I turned off the 30-minute timeout. Apparently not, so maybe I can still fix that. Uh, we keep using this camera. I know some of you uh, like it. I mean, it's better video quality for sure, and then it also uh, uh, allows me to zoom in a little bit. So you know, just looking at my disastrously uh, uh, disorderly office. All right, um, good to have you with us this morning. I hope... Uh, all you know, the Lord is treating you well. It's almost first day of spring, isn't it? Uh, equinox today, maybe. Anyway, uh, I've got a doctor appointment for Naomi today. We've got uh, uh, Winkle, all sorts of things. So, uh, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. I hope to see you again in the morning, 9 a.m. See you then. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.